0: Thanks very much indeed for showing up for this, episode three of The Wrap. In this podcast, I'm going to be taking a deep dive into a subject that's been needling me pretty much since forever. It's one of the reasons why I initiated The Rap, and that was basically to give voice to the way that gambling is portrayed in the media. Firstly, a little bit of scene setting. Gambling, as we know, is a broad exercise. And of course, in examining this issue, I'm pretty much wholly concerned with betting on racehorses and how this is covered on TV and on radio and in print. Clearly, gambling can take many forms. So you've got the National Lottery, you've got online and actual casinos, sports betting, and even on the winner of Strictly Come Dancing, say. Each of these has their own particular draw, odds, returns, market. That's all true, but it's punting on racehorses that concerns us here and for the next wee while on this podcast. So why should the way betting on the outcome of a horse race and the way its participants are portrayed be of such great importance to me? The mission of The Wrap once again is to help the UK and Irish racing fan get the most out of their racing. So how does looking at punting and the way it's portrayed in the media help achieve that? Well, if EastEnders has a storyline set in a bookies and it purports to show a race from Newmarket, either on the July course or on the Roly Mile, and that clip shows a race taking place on a left handed track, then all of us should know that Newmarket has one right hand bend and most races there take place on the straight track. Now, to me, that's the production team being very lazy. It shows that they can't really be bothered in getting right what they're asking their audience to buy into. It really does show contempt for their audience. At this point, I can hear listeners going, look, hell Pete, don't get so bent out of shape, it's no big deal. Well, yeah, it's only British racing we're talking about, right? Nothing important, he said sarcastically. It's a view, though, that I would say permeates much of mainstream broadcast media. I'll confess straight away, I can't point to any research, or send you to any websites, or quote figures or academic journals that support my fairly jaundiced view of the media in this regard. But to use a very on-trend phrase, it's my lived experience that on more than one occasion in the past 12 months, I've happened upon a BBC phone-in, used on 5 Live, and it's always been on the subject of problem gambling. In these programmes, you can bet your sweet life that there's going to be battalions of sad individuals, and I mean sad in the truest sense of the word, since many are or were in the grip of an addiction, and you'd have to have a heart of stone not to sympathise with them. But these people get to go into great details about the evils of gambling and how it ruined their lives. Their accounts often go unchallenged by the host, or certainly without any deep explanation. And there's very rarely any counterpoint being put forward to what they say. And I should know, I've phoned into these shows on several occasions, volunteering to be the straight guy pushing the pro-wage during point of view. I've never been taken up on it, though. It seems to be that there's only one narrative being pushed here, and that's how terrible punting is and punters are. So, what would I say then if Sir at the BBC ever did give me free reign to vent spleen? Well, I'd start by emphasising the very positive aspects of punting. It's a social activity based on shared experiences. I'd also emphasise how, like any hobby, it can make you happy. For me, when I'm hock deep in the analysis of a race, and I come up with a live candidate at a price I think underestimates its chances, I'm as happy as a pig in Chardonnay. It can also improve your mental dexterity and actively engage your brain in dealing with numbers and judgment of visual cues if you analyse past races of the horses competing in the events on which you're considering having a punt. On a deeper level, and float with me here folks, gambling based on risk assessment is the very cornerstone of capitalism. You might have a view on whether capitalism is good or bad, but that's not the point at this stage. Point is, if you get on the stock exchange as a stockbroker and you screw over the third world generally using other people's money and you're successful at it then you're lauded as a buccaneering captain of free enterprise But you do the same thing on a well thought through punt in the 345 at Kempton Park and to many, you're as good as on the slippery slope to skid row So in short How is it that Jilly Gordon say, be lauded for extolling the virtues of wine on primetime TV and yet not be castigated as giving a helping hand to folks on the way to the drunk tank? How is it that MasterChef can get commissioned for series after series but not be seen as a gateway to gluttony or type 2 diabetes? After all, drinking wine and fine dining are two activities human beings choose to indulge in, as is punting, in our case on the GGs. But drinking fine wine and fine dining are lauded and generally celebrated in documentaries and in dramas and in light entertainment in a way that gambling can only ever really dream about. At the heart of what I'm getting at is punting is great, but only in moderation. There's no way that I'm going to try and downplay the very serious issues that there are when a small minority mortgage theirs and their family's future on the outcome of a horse race. That is avowedly not the line that I'm pushing here. A little about myself at this point. One of the driving forces behind my setting up rarat was one incident that I was involved in on Facebook a few months ago. Like the committed racing fan I am, I contribute to a range of horse racing forums on Facebook and other social media platforms. This one day, there was an active discussion on one Facebook forum about an early season race for two-year-old horses. I forget the course, I forget the race I actually even forget the name of the horse that we're talking about here but basically it was a race I'd looked at in some depth as these are the types of races in which I generally specialize basically there's little form to go on and the rewards are there for the diligent punter who I like to think that I am who's prepared to put in hard yards in studying breeding and trainer trends and sales ring activity and speed figures Anyway, I banged out a few paragraphs into this forum justifying the chances of this one horse that I'd spotted based largely around the elements that I've just outlined. Fast forward then to race time and my horse actually won at what we might call working men's odds. Immediately, I went back onto the forum basically to emphasise how it doesn't always work out that way and you need to put in the hard hours and hard graph and coming up with a selection in the way that I did. Nonetheless, after all of that, the next morning, there were about a dozen messages in my private message file asking me for more tips. And had I got anything lined up for later on that day, ideally at similar huge odds. At this point, I was like, are there really people out there that are so desperate to bet? They'll latch onto someone they don't know in a forum on the fag end of the internet. Someone who I think we've established here who is avowedly not a tipster and who has zero track record, at least to the wider world. I always keep a record of my own bets to myself, but to the wider world, no one knows my level of profitability over any length of time. But apparently, onto whom all sorts of magical powers could, it seems, be projected. I'm not stupid, I'm aware that that would at least be until the next losing selection that I gave, at which point, to every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. I'd be regarded as the most useless punter in the Western world. Now, I'm not sure anything I say here or in any rap podcast will have any traction with these type of people. I generally think they are in the grip of an addiction and you could talk to them for days on end about the need for discipline, for selectivity, for specialisation in their punting, for the need for intensive form study or specialising in say paddock watching or anything that gives you a fresh angle on a race. You could do all that and point out that what 99% or more of horse racing punters do actually lose and yet I very much got the impression they still latch on to the next stranger they come across on the internet or at the race course that would promise them the earth if they back this next selection they come up with because they had some of the magical allure of some inside information or they'd heard a stable whisper about how the selection was catching pigeons on the gallops so yes I do get it I do understand the nature of addiction and how one can be seduced by the notion of easy money and you only need to look at the tipping line ads charging pound fifty a minute to see how easy it is to exploit such people it's right and proper that racing well hell more than just racing and bookmakers society as a whole I'd say connects with these people and protects them from themselves I like to think I'm not dumb and you'd have to be dumb to argue that all is sweetness and light in the world of gambling on the outcome of a horse race. But acknowledging that some people have a problem with gambling doesn't therefore mean you have to stand metaphorically tut-tutting outside of bookmakers, or by the tote booths, or bookies joints at the racecourse, or even over the shoulder of the guy with betfair or paddy power fired up on their PC or smartphone. Yet you'd be forgiven if you thought that was the case. If you got your information on racing purely from documentaries or dramas, or phone-ins about our sport. To further underline what I'm talking about, just Google the word gambling. The first page that comes up has a click-through entitled What is Bad About Gambling? And the second one, Is Gambling a Sin? (laughs) And there's also a link to an article in The Guardian about gender imbalance on the board of the gambling software firm Playtech, for God's sake. That's for another podcast, I feel. But you get the picture. It's modern puritanism for the digital age. My thoughts are this. You're not stupid. You can't be stupid and survive and prosper in the 21st century. Take a step back and look at all of this rationally and you actually do understand the odds are always going to be against you, be it blackjack, dice or the outcome of the 330 at Utoxita. And if they weren't, then bookmaking and casinos wouldn't be a worldwide multi-billion pound industry. But that's not the point though In this life, and more so in the last 18 months than at any other time I'd say There are people, government, Stasi state neighbours, self-appointed do-gooders Who just totally get off on telling you what to do Either literally, or with cliched little aphorisms about You never see a poor bookie There's always people keen to put limits on you Under the guise of notionally having nothing but your own well-being at heart So here's the thing I love betting. Shout it loud, shout it proud. I love figuring out a punt and then whether the odds on my selection represent value or not. I love the anticipation. I love the few minutes pre race when I think, have I actually done the right thing here and have I got the best odds? I love the race. I love the outcome, the learning from it if it loses and the celebration if it wins. I'm a decent enough loser. And folks, universal truth time You get enough practice in losing wages No matter what the tipping lines will tell you But I'm a bloody awesome winner You really do want to be around me When one of mine has landed Because there's plenty of beery celebrations For Pete and his immediate circle of friends So, if you have a bet Celebrate it And go for it with everything in your soul I think we've established not to go for it With everything in your wallet or bank account Right people? that sevenfold fold accumulator that in inverted commas savvy you no just never comes off but inverted commas gypsy you says yeah but it might do one day and it'll change my life if it does that punt on the derby winner at 50 to 1 that you struck in september that goes off three to one on the first saturday in june at epsom that sneaky each way long shot in the grand national that just gets its nose into fourth place on the line at aintree celebrate that my friends and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Pope Pete has absolved you. Who's Pete? And he's that guy on the rap podcast. Okay, so that's a wrap for this episode. Do you think I'm on the right track? Or is this balmy old cat? You tell me. Get onto the What's Racing About podcast Facebook and Twitter feeds and let me know what you're thinking about all of this. And if you're interesting, I may even give you a call for a chat and appearance on a subsequent podcast after all, it's going to be you that's going to make the rap what it's going to be. But for now, thanks as usual for showing up and see you again in the not too distant future. That's a wrap.